Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the cafe, my friends. Grab that cup of something yummy, sit back, prepare to be inspired, and take a lot of notes. Last week, I mentioned that I would be answering any and all of the questions that you send me, questions that you have for me regarding entrepreneuring and anything else within reason, including possibly what it is I'm drinking here at the cafe today. And I'll start off with that one, even though you haven't asked it. Well, I haven't looked at the questions yet. I don't think you've asked it, but just so you know, I am drinking my usual iced green tea. Yes, even though it's only 40 degrees here. And I know for some of you that's not cold, but here in California it is. So I am drinking an iced green tea. Anyway, what I've done today to answer all your questions is have my virtual assistant go ahead and take the questions, assemble them onto a document, shoot it to me, and I've printed it out and have not looked at it yet. I promise. And I'm going to just shoot from the hip. So that's how we're going to go. I'm just going to read a question, tell you, read it to you the way that it is, and then see how, how we go from there. Just answering it right off the top of my head. This is the next week will be the last episode in the series before this season. And I wanted to make sure I covered lots of things. So really, you drove the content today. And I really want to thank you for that. And thank you for stopping by. So let's start. I'm going to turn it over. I'm going to look at the first one. Here we go. This question is from Jeff in Seattle, Washington, who says, I work from home and find one of the biggest challenges I deal with is staying focused, interruptions, and mainly distractions. How have you managed this over the years? Thank you, Jeff and everybody. I have done episodes before on something regarding focus, a few of them, I think. So I'll make sure I put those links in the show notes. But today, let me answer it this way. You know, one of the biggest tricks I've learned through the year is something called the Pomodoro method. You can go ahead and Google that and you'll learn more about it. But basically what it boils down to is I set a timer and I pick something that I'm focusing on and set the timer for 25 minutes. And it's a real specific amount of time. And then I focus just on that one thing for 25 minutes, timer goes off, and I take a five-minute break and set another timer for five minutes. And during that time, I make sure I am literally away from whatever I was working on, standing up, stretching, getting a drink of water, anything that absolutely breaks my attention from what I was focused on for five minutes. And when that timer goes off, I go back and do another 25 on the main task. And at the end of that, same thing, five-minute break, do something different, walk, stretch, get a drink of water again, make a phone call, put a couple pieces of jigsaw puzzle together, and then finally another round of 25 minutes. 
And then when I'm done with that third round of 25 minutes, then I make sure I spend 30 minutes with a complete refreshing break. And that might even be a nap. You'll read more about that if you Google the Pomodoro method, but it works for me, Jeff, and it works for all of my clients. It's just a fabulous way to stay focused. That's a real specific. In general, I would also say make sure that you keep revisiting your bigger why every single day. Maybe that is by posting a note next to your computer that says what your why is. Like, why why are you here? Who do you hope to serve? What difference do you want to make? And that helps me stay focused. I know that when I don't do either one of those things, I can put off a lot, you know, get distracted by the saboteur of, uh, I call this the restless saboteur. We, we use that term in the world of positive intelligence. Who wants me to look at every other shiny bit rather than what I'm focused on? So uh, as I said, I'll put a link to my other episodes on focus, but consider the Pomodoro method and also revisiting your why every day. So that's that. And thank you so much, Jeff, again, for for that question. And I'm sure you are not the only one who might benefit from that answer. So let me get to the next one. Okay. You did a life path reading for me last year. One of the spiritual laws that you said that was most applicable to my life path is the law that says discipline equals freedom. I can't tell you how appropriate that is for me. You gave me lots of good info, but I am wondering if there are any more tips when it comes to discipline around money. And this is from Aaron in Dallas, Texas. So what Aaron's referring to, guys, is I do something called a life path reading as part of my larger coaching programs. And it's usually done right up front when people coach with me. It's based on a system by the author Dan Millman, who wrote a book uh, called The Life You Were Born to Live. And I've been trained by Dan to do those life path readings. It's based on numerology and birth dates, just to give you a little background. In any case, one of the spiritual laws for somebody that works the life path that Aaron does is, as Dan calls it, discipline equals freedom. And and Aaron, I don't know, Aaron, you're, you're, you're asking specifically if this, uh, discipline equals freedom around money. Let's see. The way I would answer that is this. You would really benefit by having a set of money rules. And all of us benefit from that. And a set of money rules being, how do you want to operate when you have or were you to have the amount of money that you want to have your your vision for the amount of money that you have the abundance that you know you're des- deserving of and worthy of and it is your birthright like if all that money were there right here right now what would the money rules be meaning your list of money rules could include things like i don't know maybe I'm going to take 24 hours before I decide whether I'm going to make th- this investment or do this expenditure. 
Or maybe I have another money rule that says I'm only going to invest in things that make me more than 8% annually. Or maybe I have another money rule that says I'm going to put 10% of all of my gross income uh, into savings and another 10% into uh, donations, or some people call it tithing. Whatever your money rules are, how you would use your money in its ideal state, and how can you apply those money rules to your current situation? And the discipline of doing that ultimately leads to freedom. So that's how I would apply the discipline equals freedom rule to the idea of money, is to be sure you have a set of money rules and make them work for you and begin by looking at the way that you ultimately want to and don't say, oh, I'm going to put those money rules in place someday. For example, as I had said, if if one of your money rules is to be donating 10% and you feel like right now that is a stretch, then donate 1% right now, but do something. A little bit of something is better than a lot of nothing, as my friend and that author, Dan Millman, also says, a little bit of something's better than a lot of nothing. I do recommend, Aaron, that you do go ahead and put together a set of money rules. So thank you for that question. And again, that applies um, for all of us, for everybody listening. So let me pull out the next question. Okay, this one comes from Jane in the UK. What are the top business books you're reading and recommend right now? Oh boy. Um, Okay, I am recording this while I'm sitting in my studio office. So I record and work out of this office. Let me take a look right here at what's stacked up next to me, what I keep next to me, and what I know off the top of my head. I'm looking at the shelf. A great book. It's actually a memoir by the creator of Nike, Phil Knight, and it's called Shoe Dog. I think it was written, uh, I can't reach it, I can't open it, probably about 10 years ago, not quite, maybe mid-2015, 16, around in there. Got really good you know, a memoir of, of what went down and how that got created. I, I love that. So I like reading memoirs of successful entrepreneurial businesses and figuring out how they got where they are. Um, another one, so that one's on my shelf of ones I've read in the past and peek through every once in a while. One I'm reading right now is called We Should All Be Millionaires. I love it. It's by Rachel Rogers, uh, A Woman's Guide to Earning More, Building Wealth, and Gaining Economic Power. Awesome. So that's one. Um, One book that I love, adore, give away, and is a method I'm trained in is the book called Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin. I am a big proponent of positive intelligence, mental fitness. That's the cornerstone of what I do which is basically helping you train your inner saboteurs, your critical voice, if you will, and uh, awakening your inner sage. And all of that is kind of summed up nicely in the book Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Jameen. 
Yeah. Parallel to that, another great book about taming that voice is called actually Taming Your Gremlin by Rick Carson. And that is sitting on my bookshelf right next to Positive Intelligence. Fabulous book written more than 20 years ago by the psychologist Rick Carson. A phenomenal way to tame that critical voice. Let's see. I mentioned earlier when I was responding to somebody else's question, the book by Dan Millman, The Life You Were Born to Live, and a phenomenal book for you to use even for your own clients, calculate their life paths using their birth dates if you've got it, your own life path, family members' birth paths, uh, fabulous information. So go ahead and get yourself a copy of that one and revisit that all, all the time. Let's see. I always read uh, mm, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So that one I know I probably don't even have to mention to some of you, but if you don't have a copy of it, grab one. That's great. And then what's fun is an offshoot of that is Pamela Grout, great journalist, great author, wrote a book called Thank, T-H-A-N-K, Thank and Grow Rich, which is really taking the idea of gratitude to a whole new level. And as an entrepreneur, that's critical. So definitely that one. Uh, Let me think. You know, you can't go wrong with the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. The E-Myth Revisited, actually. Subtitle, Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. So some of these are written quite a while ago. And they're just classics and they're great and they're sitting right here in my office and I turn to them all the time. So Jane in the UK, thank you for that question. I hope that gives you um, some ideas and uh, the rest of you listening in uh, as well. Let's get to the next question. Let's see. Next question. All right. Sam, Brooklyn, New York. (laughs) I love this. What would you say is the number one negative belief that gets in the way for most entrepreneurs and what can we do about it? (sighs) Let me sum this one up quickly. The negative belief is that we're not enough. And it and it stems from it, it's the underpinning when we think there isn't enough of something, not enough money, not enough time, not enough clients, not enough you fill in the blanks. Underneath all that is a belief that we're not enough. And that is the biggest lie. You are enough. I am enough. We are all enough. Now, what to do about it? If I just said to you, well, stop listening to that lie, you'd probably say, well, okay, and how do I do that? Um, You guys that have listened to me, you know, through the last three and a half years, I've listened to these episodes. No, again, I'm a big proponent of mental fitness, certified a master coach in positive intelligence, and also a practitioner and master EFT practitioner, emotional freedom technique. These are both ways of actually rewiring your brain. And that's what really needs to happen for us to get underneath and dance around and look at it objectively and rewire and do the work 
to really know in our bones that we are enough. I mean, think about it. How would your life as an entrepreneur be different? Sam in Brooklyn, New York, and anybody else listening, how would your life be different if you truly believed in your heart of hearts that you are enough? It'd give you permission to take a bold step forward and do the next thing that you know you need and want to do, whatever that is, whether it's take your business to the next level, whether it's start another business, whether it's do a podcast, whatever it is, believe that you're enough. And for me to just say, believe you're enough isn't enough. <laughs> it's I, I'd invite you to do more around that. And I'll say it again at the end of this podcast is, um, Come do some work with me. I think that you might really enjoy uh, the six-week program of positive intelligence and basically turning old beliefs around. And to that, I add the EFT so you can physically clear the blocks and the old beliefs of that you aren't enough. And for anybody listening, Sam included, (laughs) if you're saying to me, I don't have that issue, I'd say just take a look at where you're saying there isn't enough of something, not enough love, not enough time, um, not enough money, not enough clients, as I said. Any of that really points to an underlying belief that on some level, there's a piece of us that believes we're not enough. So that's my answer to that one about what is the number one negative belief. Now, I would say if I had all my clients lined up when they first come to me and they say, or I ask them, what's the number one limiting belief you have? Many of them would not answer it that way. But by the time we're done working together, they realize that was what the underlying belief was. So, Sam, thanks. Okay, let's see. Do I have another question? Yes. This is a really long one. Okay, let me go for it. I am at a crossroads. Am in Oh, this by the way is from Janet in Ventura Beach, California. I'm at a crossroads. I'm in my mid-50s and have had a very successful career in corporate America. I want to start a whole new chapter and start my own entrepreneurial business. I listen to your podcast and pretend I am already an entrepreneur while I'm currently still in corporate America, and I listen in as if all of the episodes you do apply to me right now. I'm not sure what I'm actually waiting for, but I really want to take some steps toward my new path. I'm not quite sure, however, where I'm headed. Is this something you focus on in your coaching? I really want to thank you for that question, Janet, and I hope some of the last few questions have sort of answered that. Um, yes, that is what I focus on in my coaching. And I'm really glad that you're listening to the podcast episodes already while you're still in corporate America. And my advice to you is stop waiting. Stop waiting, which does not mean jump bill and jump out, jump off the ship right now out of your corp, but start something small. Start on this you know, a side hustle, take tiny steps, get a new, you buy a new URL for your, your website, put together a list of 
what you would do. You're not saying you what it is you want to do, but I'm assuming it's, well, I won't assume. Whatever it is, put together some ideal list of what this business is, what it would be called, how many hours a week you'd be working on it, who you would serve, what, who are your ideal clients. Like, Get working on it now and take tiny micro steps because those micro steps are going to pave the way for you to, and, and create the bridge for you to walk over. And yeah, just get started now. And yes, that is my business. So feel free to reach out. Again, tap with Erica at gmail.com. Janet, thank you for that question. I don't want to go too much over my time that I usually spend on this, guys. So let me keep going. I did the top. Somebody asked that same question again, the top books I'm reading. I did that. Uh, here we go. Okay, Sherry, Cherry or Sherry, I'm not sure how you pronounce this, C-H-E-R-I, in oh, on Vancouver Island. I, that's British Columbia, right? When are you going to be posting new episodes for your new season? Or when did you, when will you start your new season? I think that's sort of the same thing. When is your new season start? I heard you say that this season is coming to a close soon. Yes. Um, next week will be our last episode of the season. And all I can tell you is it will be after a couple of months. Um, you'll still, all the other episodes I've done will be. Um, online, you'll be able to listen to them. There are over 160 at this point. Uh, and I'll make sure that I put links in the show notes of some of my favorites. And um, and if you have ideas for either people you want to me to interview next season or questions you want answered in some of the episodes, go ahead, send them to chapwitherica at gmail.com. But it will be a good couple of months. I'm going to say late uh, late in the summer of 2024. Thank you for that. So let's see. <laughs> Here we go. Next question from Pat in Singapore. Wow, I love that we have people writing in and listening in from all over. It makes me feel like this is an intimate cafe and we're all together. Yes, I'm sipping my green tea and whatever you're sipping and However late it, late at night it is or early in the morning, maybe you're sipping your first morning coffee or your matcha tea or it's evening. I don't know. Maybe you're joining me for a cocktail or a hot golden milk tea, whatever it is you're sipping, <laughs> wherever in the world you are. Uh, so Pat in Singapore, here's your question. I see from your newsletter that your next bunny mindset course is not until March. And she's talking about, or he, I don't know, Pat, if you're he or she. Um, I, um, that's March of 2024. I see from your newsletter that your next money mindset course is not until March. Is there any way I can get started with something first to help me prepare to get my money mindset back on track? Actually, I'm already a big earner. But to take my business to the next level means shifting my money mindset once more. What can I do now? Oh, beautiful. What I love about that question, Pat, is that 
and it's it speaks to this we all have money mindset work to do regardless of what financial level we're at and every new level calls forth from us a new level of money mindset work to be done so yes i have if you don't have it already and i would imagine you wouldn't have asked this question if you do so head over to ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit. And in that toolkit, you'll get a complete mini course on money mindset work, including a EFT tapping script, a video on tapping that I, introduction that I did, some homework to do around money mindset, a couple of items that you can uh, you things you can download and print out an action plan for prosperity? That's a really good way to start. And then in March, when I announce the dates for the next money mindset uh, challenge, which is a 14 day challenge, guys, um, just make sure you sign up for my newsletter because that's where I announce the dates. And when you go to ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit and download that toolkit, you'll automatically be signed up for my newsletter and you'll hear from me and, and get those dates. So Pat, I think that should answer that question. That's a really good and great place to start. And in that money mindset challenge, we really work on um, you looking at what your limiting beliefs are about the next level you'd like to uh, step into and do so with ease and grace rather than uh, that push energy. So there you have it, guys. I think that I've uh, done enough for today. I've always liked to keep these episodes, you know, definitely under an hour and I, uh, if under a half hour, if I can. Uh, those are the top questions we seem to have gotten in. There are a couple more, but I think for today that'll do it. Again, thank you all so much for your questions. Thank you all for stopping and listening, for spending time with me. And next week will be, again, the last episode of the series. I want to give a shout out to Turnkey Podcast Productions for their awesome work. I want to thank you all for stopping by. And I want to leave you with this reminder. Always remember that success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. And so does true success. Thank you so much for listening. All of the information from today's show will be in the show notes, including links to the various things that I mentioned of past episodes and um, my email. Again, thank you so much. And until next week, be well, my friends. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.